Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Dallas, we're back inside the podcast booth, or for us, as we call it, the TP, the podcast TP, with the removalist blankets (laughs) draped over a... An outdoor gazebo for just designed to, for just to really paint a word picture. The, the cockroaches, I think, have been into the blankets, and so there's little <laughs> little bits of, of black fluff that are that are dropping on us as we speak. So it's not the most professional looking setup, but I think the sound quality is all right. So We've got the sound quality uh, uh, a lot better yeah. than when we first started, of course. So it's one of those trial and error things, learning all the time. Yeah, um, and uh, for those that you do, uh, that don't know. Uh, we we book out a week at a time and record quite a few podcasts in that week. So uh, we're back. We're back in the – it's good to be back yep. in the podcast teepee. Now, Dallas, you said that you've got a warm-up warm one, one for us to get back into the flow. Yeah, this is – And you claim that it's going to be a five-minute one, which you've, you've made said numerous before. claims before yeah. that the reason never I, ever get but The reason to. I say this is a warm-up because I feel like this is one of those things where – we're often having a having a coffee, Michael and I, and I'll, I'll make some outlandish statement, and you'll just scoff and shake your head and, and wander off and go back to actual work. So this this is one of those where I'll I'll either you'll either chime straight in and get involved in the conversation, and you'll derail my five minute my five minute thesis, or you'll just listen to me rant for five minutes and go right, on, mate, whatever you reckon. So let's go. I haven't even uh, the, you haven't the name the name of the podcast preempted me at all. Is why my kids are getting no inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't want to. I don't want this to be a debate. We've had we've had a few debates already about. I've told you this, and you've debated with me. Well, you know that might be a bit unfair. Or mm. what I actually wanted to do here is, I I think that a lot of people, there are a lot of people who know whether they want their kids to inherit any money from them or mm. not. So this this podcast is not designed to convince anyone. So my point here mm. is, if you if you want your kids to inherit money, this is not. Uh, saying that you're wrong and that I'm right. Uh, in fact, this is one where I'm, I reserve my judgment. I might turn around in 10 years' time and completely change my perspective on this. But right now, this is how I see it. So what I want to do is collect my thoughts here and verbalize them. And hopefully, if, if someone out there is listening to this and, and hasn't actually given this any thought or, they, um, or they're not sure where they sit on this, this mm. might uh, help them in, in that decision. And I guess that's the first point I'd make there is this is a decision for people to make it, it is a very interesting thing that when we're looking at retirement planning with with people one of the one of the the levers that you can pull there to some degree is do you plan to die with nothing or as close to nothing as as we can manage mm. or do you actually want to leave leave some money to your kids and as i say there i don't think there is morally a right or wrong answer here as long as that as long as that decision is is arrived at with some sort of thought behind it mm. um now, the part two of that is that we, we've recorded other podcasts previously where we've said we can't leave you with no money when you die because we don't know when you're going to die. And so that's no. sort of the running joke is, is when people say, I don't want to live, I want to spend my last dollar on the day that I die. 
it's pretty much impossible. To My do next question is to them: What day is what day? What, what, <laughs> what, day? what date is that? Yeah, and if you can give me that date, yeah, exactly, and we can work out. We could, yeah. we could, we could work out yeah. a lot better than we. That's right. The, the current system yes. of actually not knowing. <laughs> of assuming. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, yeah. Look, it's it's a it's a difficult one. Of course, there's so many variables at play. Yeah. So many variables at play. Yeah. The, the longevity is one of those variables. But I, I think the thing, the way that I approach this, or the way that I think about this with my own personal planning of financial things, is I can't, I can't guarantee that I'm going to spend the last dollar on the day that I die and I don't think I'd want to because I'd be panicking watching that balance drop however I can just turn around and give the whole lot to charity when I die mm. that so that is an option is regardless of whether we um, whether we intend to really draw down all their money or whether we just go okay well whatever's left over I'll just give that to charity mm. so that's the model that I think I'm going with at this stage mm. um, and and this is my my logic behind that so feel free to interrupt me where where my logic gets gets fuzzy mm. Michael. so firstly the 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 point i would make here is this is the only way to give certainty to your kids of what they will actually get and mm. and so if you think if you think that you're if you think that your kids are going to get some money when you die or, or your kids think that there is no there's actually no guarantee of that you know all of our planning works around um you know historical likelihoods of sequence of returns throughout retirement and mm. inflation rates and all these there's a lot of numbers that go into that planning now the the margin of safety that we build into our plan is is to kind of go okay well we, we need to make sure that you've got some money left over mm. you could easily have a sequence of your retirement where you chew up that margin of safety by mm. by spending down your capital in retirement and you actually mm. you've had a successful retirement in that you've lived the lifestyle you've wanted however in order to live that lifestyle, you've actually spent you spent all your money and you've died with close to nothing at that point in time. Mm. So I think that, I guess that's the first thing is, if you're saying to your kids, or whether it's said or unsaid, if, if your kids think they're getting an inheritance, they don't know that for sure. But if you say to your kids, you are getting nothing, then they do know that for sure. That is that is the only thing that, the only thing that gives them certainty around that. Now, part two of that is that, I think that that is probably the best mindset for kids to have as they approach adulthood is that I'm getting nothing. I'm, I'm getting nothing from my parents when they die. And I just know that. It doesn't matter if they die with $50 or $50 million, I'm getting nothing of that. And, and I'm financially, I'm on my own here throughout my, throughout my adulthood. Look, it comes a point in time where a, a child has to stand on their own two feet and I, I like the black and whiteness yeah. of this. Yeah. Um, we see it done well and we see it done poorly. Mm. So we see, and it's usually people that aren't in the best position to be able to fund their own retirement. Yep. Couples that are in their mid-50s to early 60s and um, they're helping out their children financially and the, the children are 30 years of age or their late 20s and they should be standing on their own two feet by that stage and they're not. Um, So the, the, I mean, my belief is that, is that, um, yeah, I mean, the only opportunity that I think children in this country need is a good education and and to be raised the the right way with the support that they need. I think... 
it, I like it from the point of view where you where you. It, yeah, it, I've, I've it, done my job now. You, you've you've reached eighteen. You've you know yeah. or, or twenty one. We, we can get into that debate about whether you should help your kids out and throughout their uni or you know getting a trade or whatever. But there's still, like you said, it's black and white. Where you go, you're at that point now. Mm. You are on your own. That's it. Not only am I not going to financially help you throughout your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, there's no big lump sum of money coming. Don't don't be sort of doing your financial planning, thinking that yeah, well, the old fella buck over at some stage, yeah. and, and I'll get a big check. Look, the other thing too that that um, adult kids inheriting money, everyone gets a picture of these adult kids in their forties. I yeah. think <laughs> inheriting money. We have I have clients yeah. that are in their early seventies. Yeah. And they've just inherited some money from um, uh, my client's father, so the lady of yep. the couple, her father, and they're in their early seventies. Yep. So, so with longevity. Yeah. Um, the, the, which by the time which I guess makes you may get the money as an adult child anyway. Yeah. You should you, you should should, have should already be retired and yes. self funded and things like that. So, yep. so I, th- um, I think that's, that's yeah, very just, occasionally, yeah. but very rarely now, uh, yep. adult children inheriting money in their 40s or 50s even. Well, how many times have you had this conversation with people who are in their 50s and 60s and we're talking about, you know, any other lump sums of money to come in or out over the next, you know, throughout their retirement? Mm. And and one of them will make a comment to the effect of, well, you know, I mean, I guess my parents will buck over at some stage and and I'll get some money there. But the next, and the next sentence out of their mouth is pretty much always, but I don't want to, I don't want to cater for that or allow for Mm. that or take that into account in any way. Mm. So it's sort of a, to some degree, it's almost a waste of money because you're mm. going, they're 55, planning for their retirement, knowing that there is probably this amorphous sum of money that might or might not come in at some yeah. stage, maybe in the next 20, 30 years that they're going to get mm. and don't know how it's sort of really going it, it's, it's to... It's a very odd thing. And, and yeah. so... And this, I guess, leads to part two of my thesis here, which is that... So, part one is that it's the only way to give certainty to your kids of what they're at, what mm. they will actually receive in terms of financial assistance from you. Assume the worst, kids. Assume nothing. the worst. Nothing. <laughs> it's not even assume. It's fact. It's, it's not even an assumption. You go, you are getting nothing. <laughs> You're getting nothing at all. <laughs> so, part two of this is that my thesis is your kids either need that... They either need the money at the time mm. which they inherit it, which means they're probably the, the person that shouldn't get it and it's going to ruin their life because they've mm. shown that they can't handle money really mm. or they don't need the money in which case it's just a lump sum with with nothing sort of attached to it which to some degree um, they either they either are already at that point like we said with our clients where they have already got their life set up and funded their own life and they don't need the money at all mm. or they are that bit younger and so they're, they're striving and they're working towards something and their life has this, this thesis or this narrative or this meaning to them. And then they've just got a big check and, mm. and a big lump sum of money. And I think that probably is painful for some people because they, they've given things up throughout, the, throughout their life to get where they want it to be. And now they've mm. kind of got there without actually having to do the work. And so they, mm. they know that they haven't got that sense of achievement from that. And there's a hint of sadness with that money that is, mm. well, I, I don't actually have anything to strive for anymore because I'm where I financially needed to be. And every day that money just reminds me of my, of my parents having passed away younger mm. than what I would have hoped. Mm. So that's part two of my thesis is, is they either need, your kids either need the money, in which case there's, there's bigger problems there. <laughs> they, mm. If they need the money, they shouldn't get the money or they don't need the money, in which case they shouldn't get the money either. 
So mm. um, that's that's part two of that of that thesis. Um, part three of my thesis here is that I think that there is some subconscious weird thing that goes on, and you see it you see it in family businesses, um, particularly. But you, I think you are you, we will start to see this more and more as as people retire and and pass away with with money, which haven't historically seen much of in Australia, mm-hmm. where in a family business there's always the, the the older generation who sort of have had had their hands on the wheel and they've been in control and there's a constant battle for for that control and and the younger generation wants to wants to take charge and wants to wants to live life on their own terms but to some degree they they sort of know they can't and so my fear here is that whether you're in business with your kids or whether there's just this uh, behind the scenes, subconscious, unspoken about thing where, you know, they will probably get a big lump sum of money for you at some stage in the future, which they haven't worked for or earned in, in any way. My concern is that if your kids are throughout their 20s and 30s, that's the time when they really need to be making decisions that are what's what's best for them and how do they want to live their life. Mm. Now, you can't be making decisions about what's best for your life and, and what do you want and have this little subconscious thing going in the back of your mind, which is, yeah, but if I do this thing that it's really gonna it's really gonna annoy my parents and, and maybe I'll, you know, get cut out of the will, basically. And that's mm. not again, none of this happens consciously, but I, I I bet there is a much higher proportion of people than we think that are subconsciously making decisions, especially in those years where they should really be their life should should be going off and being its own thing based on who they are as a person mm-hmm. and they're subconsciously doing things to please their parents and i think that that's sort of a natural response you know you, don't, you want to you want to keep the people you care about happy but i think the minute that you tie money into that as well it makes it more dangerous and more insidious that's my that's my thesis look i've got no problem with any of that <laughs> um I, I guess while you were ranting uh, I was thinking. See, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, it's 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 interesting because uh, everyone that's listening, it's their money. It's your yep, money, and and like Dallas started with, he's not trying to say this yep. is the way to do it. Yeah. But um, but more so to actually consider it and 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 have a thought. I think it's a healthy thing to have a thought process about yep. this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, and the people that are, are listening, of course. Uh, with with especially with children or even if you don't have children you yeah. you need to leave your money somewhere yeah. I think it's a healthy thing to actually go through that thought process yep and um, and and think about it yep. and and uh, I, I guess arrive at some sort of decision and position on that that's well. that's exactly right and I guess that's that's my my thing is you you have to take a position this mm-hmm. isn't something where you know we've joked about it before where sometimes you'll be talking to people about their money and you go and, and we'll even do it without meaning to. Now, what would happen to your money if you were to die? Mm. You go, Hang on. There's no if. You, if. There's you, no you if. You are going to. Mm. Whether it's when you're 60 or whether it's when you're 100, mm. you know, whether it's $50 or $50 million, there is there is a time when when your money is going to cease to be yours anymore mm. and, and there is an amount that is going to go somewhere. And mm. so... It is, it is, I think, something that we need to give more thought to as to what do I actually want this money to achieve beyond me? And it mm. might be, the answer might be nothing. I, I, you know, 
we can I can take it out and light fire set fire to it if I if if you want I don't care or it might be that you actually have have opinions about that and that you have things that you mm. want that to do and as you say there it, it's something that probably bears more thinking about than 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 what it does and mm. I think I guess this is really just discussing that when you pass away what happens with your money the mm. point that you touched on before Michael that I think is probably more pressing for people right now is that concept of your kids who are in their you know 20s and 30s are you, when you're giving them money is that a thought out thing you know mm. have you taken a position there and gone this is what i want to do with my money and and again we have i have clients who have said with my kids this is what i'm going to do with with them with them in terms of giving or lending or whatever of money to them at certain mm. points in time and then there are others that we've seen where it just sort of things happen and there's a black hole of where that mm. money go. Ah, oh, well, this thing sort of happened with our kid, and and mm. and that's as we say there the same the same process of what do I want to happen with my money when I pass away? It's the same thought process as what do I want? How do I want my relationship to be with my kids in their twenties and thirties mm. in terms of money, and how does that work? So, both very important things, both things that you are forced to take a position on. You have to do something, and so I think it's it's something that we should give more thought to. Great place to wrap up. Now, how do we do for time? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty good. That's, that's good. It, it's only 100% overs. So that's, that's, in the past, we've done five-minute podcasts that went for 25. So, yeah, ten minutes good. is pretty that's, good. That's good. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. For more information and resources, visit the Money Over 50 website, mo50.com.au. We look forward to catching up again soon.